At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together, we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is VSIN's Beth Center. I'm Jeff Parles. Happy to be with you tonight. Of course, the man to my left, Adam Burke, at Skating Tripods on the tweets, which, by the way, you have, that is one of the five best handles in all of Twitter. Well, Period. You. It's a great handle. Thank you. How did you, manage, how did you manage to get it? So I, uh, I played for a beer league hockey team okay. called the Skating Tripods oh, for, I love it. for about eight years or so. Uh, we, were, we were much better at drinking than we were at hockey, but uh, <laughs> the team has since gone defunct and the name lives on through me. We, are, we, we were much better at drinking than we were playing hockey. I think uh, I, would imagine, I would imagine as a motto of a lot of beer league teams across the uh, country. Adam. Oh, absolutely. Okay. It, it actually still works for me. So. <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, I, hey, look, Eddie, any beer league team I've been on, same deal. For sure there. Let's uh let's dive back into the college football slate that is going right now. Uh, I want to start in Oxford and then we'll work our way through the SEC and continue west. Ole Miss 15, a- Texas AM 10. Adam, when we talked about this earlier, we it was a five and a half point line. You thought that AM was a good bet at that point. Naturally, I didn't bet it. I don't know if you ended up hopping in or not or not. Adam shaking his head uh that he did not. It's down to a point and a half because AM is in the red zone with 11.50 to go in the fourth quarter. 15 to 10 Ole Miss, but it has been a really good performance by Texas AM in the second half against Ole Miss. 
Yeah, 453 yards in this game for Ole Miss, and I believe I saw in the graphic at the bottom of the screen that I think Ole Miss had 408 of those yards in the first half. So obviously some massive adjustments here from Jimbo Fisher and the coaching staff, and it's given A&M the chance with their uh, you know, mediocre offense. Good running game, but not much else beyond that. Uh, it's given them the chance to kind of get back in this game a little bit, and as you said, now they're in striking distance to possibly take the lead. So uh, great second-half adjustments by them, and again, you know, we, we talk about these games kind of in a vacuum here during the week, but think about that for a bowl game. You know, maybe Ole Miss comes out ready to go in the first half. Maybe you look to fade them in the second half as the as the opposition adjusts, something like that. A hundred percent. And look, we've seen this this year with Ole Miss also in other spots too. Hot first half, slow down in the second half. Uh, at least against good teams, we have seen that so far this year. Uh, and look, credit to A&M who... Just even with the injury, and again, I thought the Haynes injury and the early returns for Calzada kind of proved me right, at least early, of, boy, as soon as he went out, that offense looked so terrible. Heck, they barely could skate by Colorado in week two in Denver. Looked horrible in losses uh, to Arkansas and Mississippi State, at least offensively. And now, again, if Alabama were to go down and A&M comes back in this game and wins their last two, A&M's in Atlanta with an outside shot of making the college football playoff at 11-2. and two. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of the SEC here, Arkansas scores a game-tying touchdown. It's mm-hmm. 10-10, and now they're also back inside the LSU 15-yard line. So uh, once again, you know, we kind of talked about sort of wondering what those second-half adjustments would look like for both the Razorbacks and the Tigers here. Uh, the Tigers' offense still pretty inept, and Arkansas knocking on the door and taking the lead. That one was one I did actually end up getting the bet in at halftime. <laughs> I took a money line on Arkansas, plus... 149 after they picked up their first first down of the second half. So uh, Arkansas in the red zone looks like they're probably going to have to settle for a field goal, even though it's a shame they just wasted the best play of the day from them. A fake field goal for a 23-yard run for Reed Bauer to set up the possession in the red zone, Adam. But looks like Arkansas is going to have to settle for three as the LSU defense holds strong in the red zone. So Arkansas with a chippy field goal likely going ahead 13 to 10. We'll tell you if he happens to miss, we'll we'll tell you right now. Arkansas three and a half point live favorites. I would imagine that number will stay put as long as the field goal is made. Just as an aside, you know, we saw Penn State kind of run some fakes here today. Old Miss has run a fake in this game just since we've been on the air. As you mentioned, Arkansas running a fake. Uh, you know, these coaches kind of gambling a little bit more at this point in time here, maybe just because it's toward the end of the season, maybe trying to keep the players sort of engaged and excited, something like that. So I don't know, maybe that's just a one-off trend and I got some recency bias going on here, but uh, it does seem like coaches kind of gambling a little bit more here in those fourth down situations. Well, look, again, this is just a movement in football in general on fourth downs. Uh, going for it more than, than they have but honestly, in the past. Just keep your offense out. Oh, if you're, you're going to go you. for yeah. it, keep the offense out I, there instead of some kind of gadget gimmick. Oh, 100%. Look, look, the fake field goal by Penn State was an abject disaster <laughs> earlier today. Like, even in, in a game like that, too, in a low-scoring game, look, I'm very rarely at this point take the points guy. But in that scenario, that was, all right, you're probably better off taking the points the, the offenses are going to struggle because, look, even, even for the issues Penn State has had this year, and, and look, it's going to go down as an underachieving season for them where, look, if there wasn't an injury to Sean Clifford against Iowa, who knows? Maybe this turns into a really special season for them because that loss turned into two because Clifford was still in, regardless of what they said. All you had to do was watch Clifford. He was clearly not healthy in that disaster against Illinois. 
Uh, but look, I, you're in a scenario here where you're right, where college coaches every once in a while will get in their own headspace and say, oh, this is a genius idea to fake the field goal instead of keeping my offense out there, especially for Lane, who Ole Miss has gone for 40 times this year, and it, they're by far the most in college football. Yeah, I mean, would you rather have the ball in Matt Corral's hands or in you know, your no, punter's I, I, I hands? I want it in the holder's hands, or, Adam. <laughs> just, I, it, it blows my mind, honestly. It's just it's crazy. But again, I, I do think that maybe this is a trend we see here late in the season with coaches kind of you know uh, rolling the dice a little bit. Uh, well, well, again, this is uh, you've said it a few times tonight, and you're a hundred percent right. Now that we're in November, start filing some stuff in your brain for bowl season. Because bowl season is weird enough that any sort of advantage you have, you have to use to your advantage while betting bowl games. And Adam, how much time is left there in Oxford? 10-20. It's fourth and goal from like the 25. Okay, field goal's good. Field goal's good. You could go for it there, but... Yeah, I guess you, I guess you probably have to kick there. I think so, yeah. And well, maybe, maybe you try a fake field goal. <laughs> rely on your defense. 15-13, <laughs> to 13, now Ole Miss leading. Uh, they're going to get the ball back. Ole Miss right now on DraftKings two and a half, and now we're starting to see where you see big juice on both on both sides. Uh, minus 170 plus two and a half on A&M. Two and a half laying with Ole Miss plus 140, minus 210 on the money line for Ole Miss. A quick update in the, in the, the ACC elimination game in Winston-Salem. NC State returned the opening kickoff of the second half for a touchdown. Then Wake Forest had a fourth and eight at their own four, at the the NC State 37-yard line and picked up 25 yards for a first down, now in the red zone, uh, down 27 to 24. Again, this was a game that not much happened for a good chunk early, and now a game that was a 64-and-a-half total close is up to 86-and-a-half live, and we're less than two-and-a-half minutes into the third quarter, Adam, and we're already looking at two more touchdowns here. Yeah, NC State made the most of that extra possession, I guess, running that kickback, but you know, Sam Hartman still just 11 for 30, and, and we'll see if he's able to make a play down here inside the 10 and, and put Wake Forest back on top in this game. But, you know, look, I think that's an important thing here, too, for a guy like Sam Hartman, where it feels like everything has come very easy for him this season. Mm-hmm. And today he's struggling. And here's this Wake Forest team still very, very much in this football game. So I think it's a good sign for them, especially bouncing back off of that game that they lost last week. And, you know, again, as we said here, uh, either going to tie it probably or take the lead here early on in the third quarter. Wild game, and again, these 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 Wake Forest games, and and I'm kind of mad at myself. I did it last week because how could you not with those quarterbacks last week? Uh, but these last few weeks, over and really the whole season, the overs in Wake Forest games have been ones you just you sit back in your chair, good old rocking chair. This is heading that direction with 51 points and only needing two more touchdowns in the last 27 minutes of game time. Yeah, and and I mean. <laughs> You get down inside your opponent's 10-yard line. You've and now got, you're you've struggling. You've got Sam Hartman, <laughs> and you go to the Wildcat. Why and not? I just, I, and I love Dave Clawson. I mean, I respect what he's done. There was a great article. I think it was in SI recently about uh, Dave Clawson and the, and the job that he's done down there at Wake Forest. But, you know, a second down play, you go Wildcat, and now you put yourself in third and goal to go, and, you know, they're probably going to kick it down here and go ahead and go for the tie. But just the, these head-scratching decisions, man, it, it makes it really tough from an in-game standpoint just kind of putting your faith uh, in some of these college coaches, but uh, a touchdown there for Wake Forest on third down. So I guess Dave Clawson knows better than I do. <laughs> what a what a wild game this that has it been is. in Winston Salem. And again, this is 
This is three weeks running now for Wake Forest, where and you put up 70 on Army, which honestly, that, giving up 56 to Army probably should have been the alarm bell signal that uh, when, when, when it's as good as Army is with that option when it's humming, can't give up 56 and really be a true competitor, unfortunately, for Wake. And, of course, last week blowing that big lead against UNC, eliminating them from playoff contention. Yeah, not a good look at all. And and look, I mean, you know, look, and that's the thing. You can you can take things any way you want to in college football. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, 56 points to a triple option offense that maybe you didn't game plan as much as you should have for, it's not a good look. You also scored 70 points in a game with what's supposed to have limited possessions against right. that triple option. So I guess you kind of take the good with the bad. And, and speaking of which here, a uh, good performance for three from Washington for three quarters. Uh, but now they trail 28-24 to Arizona State with a minute 11 left. Yeah, that was another one that, hey, look, uh, six-point line, six-and-a-half, uh, look like the, if you have Washington, you have the dead right side this whole game, and now you're going to have to hope that Washington doesn't do anything ridiculous on this last drive and you lose on uh, lose on something insane here late. But uh, you had plenty of opportunities to get it on Arizona State if you wanted to. I didn't bother because they look like a dead side most of them game right yeah no they have and and they've actually really underperformed this year and it's funny too because from a yards per play standpoint they have one of the biggest differentials in the country specifically against fbs opponents and they just don't have the results here they will move to seven and three if they hold on but it's the three losses that really stand out there for herm edwards's team quick thing in uh in austin real quick because we monitored this earlier texas is back within a touchdown it's 42 34 kansas with a minute 21 to go in the third quarter, PAT pending. I think we know how that game is going to end. But the bad the bad news, though, is Bajan Robinson just limped off, which would uh, be horrible news for the arguably the best player in the Big 12. When we get back, we're going to continue updating you on the world of college football next here on VEASAN's Bet Center. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. 
and I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Bet Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. Indeed helps find great hires fast. Indeed is your all-in-one platform for interviewing, screening, and hiring high-quality people. Visit Indeed.com slash credit for more information. It is VEASAN's Bet Center. I'm Jeff Parles, Adam Burke alongside. Happy to be with you on a Saturday night here in Sin City. Benjamin Albright, by the way, going to join us next segment. The uh, NFL insider himself from the city of Denver, Uh a lot of news breaking before our show. Ben Roethlisberger put on the COVID list uh, for the game right in Ben's city. Denver Broncos without 60% of their offensive line this week against Philadelphia. Pat Shermer on the COVID list. So a lot to get to with Benjamin Albright uh, coming up in the next segment. But first, we got to go to Baton Rouge here, Adam. Oh, no. Is that the pick six? Oh, it no. sure is. Oh, <laughs> Forget Baton Rouge for a second. Let's go to Seattle for oh. the bad bet wheel. Uh, Adam, what? <laughs> oh. Look, I, 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 I didn't bet this game. I'm not. I'm not. I, I, I don't root for anything like this to happen to anyone. But Adam, I, I said it before. As long as Washington, you avoid a total calamity with Washington, you're going to be fine with the right side the whole way. And Washington throws a pick six on fourth and six. Arizona State, 21 points in the fourth quarter of this game. There's a fourth in game, basically, uh, and he just threw it right to the <laughs> defender for the pick six. Um, I wish we could hear – I mean, I don't know if anybody behind us had Washington in the sports book, but I wish we could have heard because oh, that, that's just brutal. I, I know uh, I know, uh, I know, our guy Chris Felica had Washington. He gave it out yesterday on a numbers game, but that is, that is brutal. Again, nothing – the worst beat of the year in college football is still going to be the Florida State disaster, where if you had the nine and a half and you had the under in those games in that game, that is still the standard. But that's going to be the better. That's going to be the beat of the day today. Washington covering the whole game, the correct side, and for fifty nine minutes and twenty eight seconds they covered, and unless if they get a touchdown in thirty two seconds, Adam Burke, 
they are not going to cover in this game, and Arizona State's going to get a 35-24 win. You know, and it's also one of those things, too, where neither one of us on Washington there, but we've been there. Oh, yeah. We've done that. We know what those feel like. So uh, thoughts and prayers out to anybody that had the Huskies here today because you had the right side for sure. Uh, Maybe maybe you get bailed out here. I don't know. Crazier things have happened. No way. Come on now. Come on now. Now I'm going to be defeatist with the Washington betters here. No way. But, man, what? But that's just. See, they need need a Jimmy Lake today. Oh, yeah. Hey, look, uh, uh, but that's that's the nature of this beast, unfortunately, for uh, for all of us. And for Washington betters, that is just, that is a mess. Uh, let's go to Baton Rouge now, though. Uh, uh, the, uh, the LSU Tigers have just tied the game, a field goal to tie it at 13. So with 10.53 to go, Arkansas is right back where they started on the line. They were a two-and-a-half point favorite to close. They're a two-and-a-half point favorite right now. Uh I would bet the money line, personally. I'd bet the minus 135 money line on Arkansas if I wanted to get involved in this game right now, Adam. Yeah, I would think so, too. I mean, look, Arkansas, a very good third quarter coming out of the intermission. As we, Like I said, as we talked about, you know, which team would make the adjustments, which team would come out playing better in the second half. LSU here getting the 45-yard field goal to tie it up. But, you know, again, it's one of those things where for Arkansas, you know, they, they want to run the football to be effective. If they can start wearing LSU down a little bit here over these last couple of possessions that they're likely to get, then they should be the right side in this one. So uh, we'll see how this one plays out, but a little under 11 minutes left in that one. I Again, I, I'm in on Arkansas in game, plus 149 money line. And uh, look, I, I still feel all right about it, even though, again, Arkansas, this offense has really, really not been the same as it was at the beginning of the year, Adam, where they really were be able to move the ball at will uh, for those first six, seven weeks. And tonight... 238 yards of offense, a little bit under, uh, about 4.3 yards a play tonight. Just not their night offensively. And LSU, uh, not much better either, Adam. So uh, 13-13, a 10-53 to go. Arkansas getting the ball back. Uh, We haven't talked about this game much because not much has happened, but Virginia kicked a sad field goal against Notre Dame. Uh, 28-3. Irish lead uh, again Armstrong did not play for Virginia it looked like there was a chance that he could play warm-ups didn't go well and it has not gone well for Virginia who again last time we saw them they nearly put up a 50 burger in defeat against BYU and tonight they've just been unable to move the ball against Notre Dame's defense yeah and this was one where I mean Virginia had an outside shot to win the coastal division doesn't really seem like that's going to end up being the case even though I know this is a non-conference game for them but maybe that is the reason why they didn't play Armstrong, you know, to go ahead and give themselves the best possible chance here in the ACC, in that Coastal Division, to try and find a way to get into that conference championship game. And again, something else that you want to think about, and it's easy for me to say these things now that we're mostly at the end of the day, look at those teams that have six wins. You know, they already have their bowl eligibility. So if they do have a very important player that's doubtful, questionable, something like that, maybe they don't force it with that player. Similarly, if you've got a team that's won five games, you know, going into next week or going into the final week of the regular season, keep an eye on them. As long as you're not paying a premium on that line in that quote-unquote must-win situation to get bowl eligible, that is a team that's probably going to be focused, especially if it's a program like East Carolina today, for example. They don't go to a bowl game very often. You know, If you've got that chance to get that sixth win, it's a really important motivating factor for these teams. So that is something to keep in mind as we go forward here. Teams that have five wins or teams that have already secured bowl eligibility don't have a chance to win their division, something like that. These are all factors that you can put into your handicap. 
Yeah, and also, too, uh, just teams, at least for this week, and look, even for these last two weeks, oh, by the way, Washington's down to the two-yard line, so you're going to have a chance here if you had a Huskies bet with eight seconds to go. But but Adam, just uh, you, you look at like teams like, I'll take Missouri-South Carolina, for example, today. Mizzou was four and five. They need to win two games in order to get bowl eligible. And you're going to see these last two weeks, the teams that have four wins, especially next week, especially against teams that may already have six, maybe an angle to play next week. Yeah, absolutely. Or a team that's maybe two and seven or one and eight or something like that. A team that's kind of mailed it in a little bit. You know, maybe that team that is fighting for bowl eligibility uh, is able to get the job done. And of course, for South Carolina now, you know, they got Auburn next week and then they got the game against Clemson coming up after that. And it's probably the most gettable that Clemson's been in the last, what, six, seven, eight years oh, yeah. for South Carolina. So that's obviously a game that they will put a ton into, whether they beat Auburn next week for that sixth win or not. Uh, that rivalry game, definitely a huge thing down there in the Palmetto State. Zach Calzada intercepted in Oxford on a pass that was just a little too tall for his receiver. Deflected ball, pick. Ole Miss has the ball in the red zone, up by two, looking to extend with, a ju- with just under seven minutes to go. And now on live number on Arcan on AM and Ole Miss currently off the board. So we got a readjustment coming uh with Ole Miss uh leading by two with just under seven minutes to go and first and ten inside of the twenty yard line. Were the what is the turnover thing for Ole Miss? Was that like a Goldilocks wig or something like that? <laughs> it didn't look like a turnover chain. I don't know what that was. Oh, that's oh, a, that, a that, chain. That's a chain, okay, right? Okay, that is a turnover chain. That is I, a big turnover chain. I only I only saw it from the back, so I wasn't sure. <laughs> Uh, Ole Miss, again, a slight favorite going into this one. Uh, would not be covering as of this moment by earlier numbers. Did close one and a half, and now they're ahead by eight. Touchdown Ole Miss. A little bit of reaction behind us, actually. Yeah. Uh, heard a little bop behind us on uh, the Snoop Connor 13-yard touchdown. And Ole Miss is up by eight. And Adam, the reprieve for Washington betters, too. They have scored with three seconds to go. And Washington betters now have to avoid the pick two on the two-point conversion. And it looks like after having the right side the whole game and looking like they were going to lose in ridiculous fashion, Washington betters look like they're going to survive at a 35-30 right now against Arizona State. The thoughts and prayers answered for the Husky (laughs) backers here. Look, I I can tell you this, though. Everybody who has no rooting interest in this game is sitting there going, you know, if that was me on Washington, there's no way they score. Oh, I absolutely no way. There's a reason I went fatalist at the beginning of this segment. <laughs> I, you know, man, you got to run the two-minute offense the rest of the year if you're Washington, I guess. I, I guess so, but uh, 35-30, onside kick coming. Just for the sake of Washington backers, don't return the onside <laughs> kick for a touchdown at this point. Uh, 35-33 seconds left. Arizona State's going to win and likely not cover, barring something insane in the last three seconds. Uh, Ole Miss, oh, by boy. the way. That's an ugly pick from NC State. Sure is. Uh, Ole Miss, by the way, up to eight and a half now, Adam. Uh, minus 180 on the juice on that for Ole Miss. Uh, th- minus 1,300 to win the game. Not much of a shock there as A&M has to score twice in the last six and a half to get home with a win in Oxford. As Adam said, interception in Winston-Salem. Wake Forest looking to extend their lead at 31-27. That line currently off the board. Would imagine that will pop back up as soon as the readjustments are made from the books. By the way, Kansas and Texas uh, in the fourth quarter now. Kansas a 31-point underdog 
leading Texas still 42-35 with 14 minutes to go. Texas finally favored again, Adam Burke. So there we go. There we'll keep monitoring that throughout the rest of the night. But coming up next, Denver Bronco insider and NFL insider Benjamin Albright joins us next here on VEASAN's Bet Center. This is Bet Center on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Shoot for victory. Stream live TV and play for free this hoop season with the Hulu Plus Live TV Prediction Series. Join four free to play prediction pools for your shot at $20,000 in cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Hulu. Now to get in on the action this hoop season, it's time to have Hulu Plus Live TV. Terms and conditions apply as well as eligibility restrictions. See DraftKings.com for details. By the way, speaking of college hoops, really good college hoops game about to start up in Spokane at the Kennel, Gonzaga and Texas. Pretty good game there after last night's overtime thriller between UCLA and Villanova where UCLA escaped an OT at Pauley Pavilion, Adam. Yeah, great game for sure. And of course, uh, you know, we'll see how Texas does with Chris Beard and, and such a massive game there going up against Mark Few and Gonzaga and uh, should be a lot of fun. I know that uh, JVT and humans both on Texas plus the points in that one. You can see that uh, in the subscriber best bet email newsletter here today, but uh, should be a real good game for sure. And hopefully we can get it on one of these TVs here when that one tips off. There we go. We got we 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 got it. We 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 are on our, top of it. Our, our great crew's already all over it. We're in good shape there. Uh, it has gone very poorly all of a sudden for Zach Calzada in Oxford. Ole Miss with a pick six, and that is probably all she will have wrote in Oxford, Mississippi tonight. And Texas A&M's faint college football playoff hopes are done, and Alabama now can breathe a little easier. Because they now, it doesn't matter really, as long as they don't lose both, Alabama's going to make it to Atlanta regardless, even though we know, Adam, got to win both to give yourself a chance to be in the playoff. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, look, I mean, give Ole Miss a lot of credit here. You know, I think you and I were both kind of looking at this game, thinking it was going the other way here for Texas A&M in the second half, playing very well in the third quarter. And now all of a sudden, bad Zach Calzada showed up, and that's kind of changed the game here for A&M with the short field touchdown for Ole Miss. And now also the pick six. Uh, also not going particularly well in Winston-Salem for NC State. Zonovan Knight limping off. He's got the kick return touchdown. Also probably their best offensive skill player by a pretty decent margin. Uh, he limped off the field. Doesn't look like he'll be back for the Wolfpack here. So uh, not a good sign already trailing by four against that very potent Wake Forest offense. No, I, again, NC State does have the ball back at least uh, with four minutes to go in that third quarter. That slowed down a little bit. There hasn't been a touchdown in four minutes, Adam. What's wrong with these teams? I don't know. Speaking of what's wrong with teams, go what ahead. Is, what is wrong with UCLA? Young, we haven't even at almost even, half against Colorado at home. We haven't even mentioned that game. That's now thirteen. Oh, no, actually, 13. Uh, Colorado. <laughs> I, I, I walked into the studio. Walked into the studio uh, on Wednesday, and you and and Mike Pritchard uh, were preparing for betting across America, which you hear uh, three o'clock Eastern time Monday through Friday. Uh, Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum, and Adam is on that show as well on Wednesday. And and uh, as we know, Mike Pritchard, a uh, great player at, at Colorado. Uh, I, I 
mentioned, I, I asked who does, what's the matchup for, for, the, for this week, Colorado-UCLA, and I, without even thinking, I go, oh, that's a horrible game this week. Not even, <laughs> not even, not even taking into account who is in the room with me. Uh, but, uh, but good on Colorado, who, again, has had all sorts of offensive issues this year, Adam. And as the year has gone along, they have gotten better offensively. Still, still some issues, but they're much better now than they were even four weeks ago. Really, that garbage time against Oregon kind of turned the tide offensively for the Buffs. And Colorado, who's a pretty nice-sized dog in this game, now live two-and-a-half-point favorites up 13 in the last minute of the first half. And this is one of those, too. I mean, a team that had three wins coming into today, there's no margin for error if you want to try to get to a bowl game. So they're playing very well here today. Another disappointing uh, college team in that L.A. area, along with USC, UCLA, uh, not really living up to their expectations this season. But you know, for Colorado, again, no margin for error. They're trying to win out, get themselves to a bowl game. But I love Pritch. You walk in, you mention it's a terrible game, and Pritch just deadpan. Well, you don't you don't want Colorado plus the points? <laughs> I he's, he's sharper than he gives himself credit for. I think. No, hey, look, uh, and again, uh, also you'll hear Mike Pritchard tomorrow morning as well on on points on point spread Sunday, uh, eight a.m. Eastern time. Uh, him and uh, Femi Abebefe uh, get up bright and early out here in Vegas uh, to bring you great coverage for all the NFL games. Which boy, do we have a fun NFL slate! You get through in the next uh, next two hours after this, Adam. But uh, looking back at uh, at the rest of these college games that are going right now, Arkansas and LSU is is probably the most competitive game on the board right now. Thirteen apiece with five fifty eight to go. Arkansas just turned LSU over on downs. A fourth and three at the thirty eight of Arkansas for LSU. Nussmeyer threw an incomplete pass. Totally proper decision for Coach O to go there. But a big stand for Arkansas, who right now, three-and-a-half-point favorites. I, I Again, if you're betting this game with under under six minutes to go and you want Arkansas, I would feel much more comfortable laying the seventy on the money line than laying the three-and-a-half live. Arkansas by three is the most logical, real, logical regulation time result at this point, Adam. Yeah, I would think so, especially for Arkansas here. Three for 14 on third down today, one of three on fourth down. So a couple turnovers on downs for them. Look, I mean, this game really couldn't be more even. Yardage is 252 to 252 right now. Game tied at 13. Uh, Defensive struggle down there uh, in the bayou. And a little bit surprising, I think, just simply because of the way that LSU's defense played earlier on in the year. And, of course, it makes you wonder here, uh, you know, if Max Johnson had looked a little bit better in the first half. Could be an injury situation. I'm not sure, but... You really wouldn't expect this LSU offense to be held to 13 points here, but you, maybe you could say the same about Arkansas too. Adam, I asked you during the break, was it time to bet Kansas? What did you tell me? No. It, the, it, unless you're talking about basketball, it is never time to bet on Kansas. Yeah, Kansas just scored a touchdown to go back up by two scores on Texas in Austin with 13 minutes to go. Uh, 48-35. By the way, uh, a little bit aggravated with myself that I didn't bet that second half over. That one score away from getting home uh, as well because Kansas, uh, the big question was, can Kansas keep scoring? And the answer has been yes. So uh, Texas on the ropes. Look, there have been some bad results for Texas this year. They're four and five. They have blown multiple games they should have won in uh, the Oklahoma game, the Baylor game, the Oklahoma State game. All games Texas has led in the second half. And a year that has been a mess for Texas, losing at home to Kansas who has not won a game against a Power 5 team in three years, would be the coup de grace of disaster. 
Yeah, absolutely. Especially here with the first year of Steve Sarkeesian, where you kind of expected things to maybe be a little bit different. And again, we saw signs of it. I mean, as you said, you know, they were right there with Oklahoma, maybe should have been the right side in that game before they completely collapsed in the second half. That Baylor game, turnovers really decided that one. They played much better. They had plenty of chances to possibly win that one. Last week, laying an egg against Iowa State was really concerning. I actually liked Texas plus the six and a half in that game. Took it, had a loser in that one. But that was one where I really felt like it was a decent spot for Texas coming off of a game against Baylor where they wound up playing really, really well. And then you see what they did against Iowa State, and now you see what they do here this week. You kind of wonder going forward, you know, does Steve Sarkeesian have this team's attention right now? Does something need to change in the offseason? What do they need to do to kind of right this ship here? Because, again, I mean, expectations are much, much higher in Austin than what we've seen really over the last decade. And with a move to the SEC pending as well, boy, that Vanderbilt-Texas rivalry is going to be something to speak of, right, Adam? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I, mean, what a day. I mean, what a day for the two Big 12 teams moving to the SEC. Because Oklahoma, we haven't really touched on this game much because all it did was basically it eliminates Oklahoma from contention. By the way, Baylor beats Oklahoma 27-14. to 14. Dave Aranda, for some reason, has his kicker kick a field goal with one second left uh, to win the game by 13 instead of 10. Uh, sure, not that you might have to play Oklahoma again in two weeks, but sure. Uh, but but Adam, like you, looking at this for, from both of these teams and really the Big 12 as a whole, the Big 12 is likely done college football playoff-wise. All your bets that you had on Oklahoma to make the playoff, if you laid the no where you were getting plus prices for three weeks now, man, you're, you're really sitting pretty because even if Oklahoma wins out, you're not getting in unless if they get a lot of help down the stretch. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's crazy that they had a Heisman candidate and Spencer Rattler wound up benching him. They get a Heisman candidate and Caleb Williams. He winds up getting benched here today. <laughs> By the way, real quick note on that. Uh, Dave Aranda, see, the Big 12 actually uses point differential as a tiebreaker. Oh, okay, there so he, you go. So he tried to justify that kick at the end of the game. Uh, Lincoln Riley not thrilled about it, but I guess the Big 12 does use scoring differential as a tiebreaker, so maybe those three points do come in handy down the line. Well, I, I don't remember the year, but there was an NFL year, and there's a famous NFL primetime clip of this on YouTube, if you want to go watch, where the NFL used to make their uh, – one of their tiebreakers to make the playoffs was point differential. And there was this whole scene with teams running up scores in games. That's interesting, though. And then the question should be back, then why didn't you take a shot into the end zone from the 20-yard line? Right. So, yeah. I don't know. I'm not really buying that. But look, Baylor Baylor wins out. They, they're going to need probably need some help because they'll need Oklahoma State to lose once. But, hey, at least an opportunity for them to make – the Big 12 title game. And also, Dave Aranda might be playing himself into the LSU job. Who knows? Of course, he was the D.C. there, their national title year two years ago. When we get back, we'll wrap up our thoughts on the college football day. That's next on VEASAN's Pet Center.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of Bet Center is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Zen is working to create a world where you can enjoy life on your own terms. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a smoke-free, spit-free, hassle-free tobacco alternative that can be enjoyed on the go and anywhere and anytime so you never miss a moment of the game or the tailgate party. It's available in 10 varieties, including spearmint, coffee, and citrus. Zen can be found at any convenience store nationwide and 
You can find your Zin anywhere you are. Zin nicotine patches are clean and discreet and no lingering smell. Plus, it's easy to use indoors or outdoors, making it the perfect complement to your day everywhere. Also, Zin comes in two strengths, so you have control over your nicotine satisfaction. Zin contains nicotine and is only for adult nicotine consumers 21 or older. Learn more and find your local retailer today at Zin.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. And warning, of course, this product contains nicotine and nicotine is an addictive chemical. It is VEASAN's Bet Center. I'm Jeff Parles, Adam Burke alongside. Happy to be with you tonight. And we have him on now, and uh, we're happy to have him. Uh, Denver Bronco insider and, of course, NFL insider as well. Benjamin Albright with us right now from the great city of Denver. Benjamin, thank you for being with us. Let's dive right in because this game that you're going to be at and covering, as always, tomorrow, the Broncos hosting the Eagles, a 4 o'clock Eastern kick, 405 for that one. And we've seen some line movement in this game because of injuries on the Denver side, including three of their usual starters on the offensive line, including both starting tackles, Garrett Bowles and Bobby Massey, likely going, or excuse me, will be out for this game tomorrow. Uh, Benjamin, just how does Denver adjust with 60% of the usual offensive line likely not going to be there tomorrow? Well, we got a preview of this in the Dallas game because mm-hmm. uh, all three of those guys were out in the Dallas game. And, um, you know, I, I think we're going to be okay. The main concern really will be right tackle with Cam Fleming. Uh, Calvin Anderson looks just fine at the left tackle, and Quinn Miners may even be better than Graham Glasgow at right guard. The question really is the right tackle position. Cam Fleming, how can he hold up uh, all game long, and, and what is he going to be able to do? So, uh, the confidence in the line, you're confident about 80% of it. It's, it, it's just that right tackle position that uh, you might be a little bit worried. Benjamin, just looking at at the opponent for the Broncos here with, with with the Eagles, who so far this year when they have played the other the, the other three teams in the AFC West, the Chiefs handled them pretty easily. They were able to do whatever they wanted offensively. The Raiders, after giving up an early touchdown and an early interception by Derek Carr, really dominated that game. And then last week, the Chargers didn't punt in a three point win against the Eagles, uh, and and now Denver gets their crack at Philadelphia with watching Philadelphia from afar and and watching Denver every single game. What areas do you expect the Broncos to attack and what strengths of the Broncos do you think work in this game against the Eagles? Well, you know, that's going to be an interesting question, especially since you've got Mike Shula calling the plays mm-hmm. instead of Pat Shermer. Pat Shermer's out with COVID, so, you know, you got Mike Shula kind of taking over his offense a little bit. Pat Shermer um, has had some problems with uh, sticking with the run game. You know, he's gotten to points where uh, if the run game isn't working early, he just completely abandons it, goes to a pass-heavy set, and that, that doesn't work well for the Broncos. They end up uh, with Teddy Bridgewater throwing the ball. Uh, they end up not playing as well. In fact, they, uh, they got upside down on that in that four-loss streak that they had. Um, uh, The strength of the Broncos really is the one-two punch of Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. And, you know, once teams suck up on that, then they hit you over the top with either the post or they hit you with uh, that deep crosser, that deep over uh, route combo. Teddy likes to throw outbreaking routes. And so, you know, I I think uh, in order to exploit this defense, the place you're going to have to exploit it is going to be, you know, picking on those corners after you've sucked up the safeties in the run game. Benjamin Albright with us right now. Denver Broncos insider with us right now here on VEASAN's Bet Center. Just, Benjamin, just looking at this division as a whole, everyone's over 500. Everyone has quality wins so far this year. 
And you look at this AFC West now that we're halfway home with everyone either five and three or five and four. The betting markets favor the Chargers to win this division as of now. Who do you favor to win the AFC West? Well, I you know I know we've all seen Kansas City struggling this year, but I still I still put my money on them figuring it out, and they've got the experience and they've been there. Uh, the Chargers are still learning some things. They they kind of look like they've been figured out actually over about the last four or five weeks. Uh, and the reality is the Chargers can be run on. I mean, you can mm-hmm. you can just go to town running on them. So uh, that that's gonna that's gonna favor teams like the Broncos and uh, and, and Raiders down the stretch. Uh, I still think Kansas City. I, you know, I just I, I feel like they've got too much talent on the offensive side. I feel like they've got too much experience. To, to, to count them out, um, you know, in a four-way, basically four-way tie, everybody's got five wins. So, I, I, if I were putting money on it, I put it on Kansas City. I don't think I'd put it on the Chargers. I expect them to fade, and you know, it'd be interesting to see if the Broncos are able to pick up some steam like they have been the last two weeks, or or if uh, if not, because the Broncos have a bye after this Philly game, and then they've got the Chargers and Chiefs. And I think we're in three weeks, four weeks or so. We're we're going to know how this division is going to shake out. Right now, if you're watching us on Veasan.com, you see the odds from DraftKings and the AFC West to charge. Plus 130, Kansas City plus 160, the Raiders plus 550, and then the Broncos at the bottom of the list at 7-1. to one. Uh, Benjamin, I, I want to ask you about that game here in Vegas. Of course, uh, you're a Denver Broncos insider, so keeping it in the AFC West a little bit more here. The Chiefs, you're starting to see some threes pop on Kansas City here in Vegas. The Chiefs favored with a total of 51.5, of course, uh, the Raiders have have had their moments so far this year. Kansas City, even though they're over 500, just look like a shell of themselves, Benjamin. But is this the spot where Kansas City starts to look like their old selves again? Well, you, you kind of think so. The Raiders got a little emotional boost with Basaccia and you know all the things that were going wrong with them, and they they kind of coalesced around uh, you know the world mentality. But you know that only that only lasts so long. You kind of see the same phenomenon happen when you know when, whenever an interim coach takes over a team, you see a little spurt of winning, and then they suddenly drop off as the little things fall through the cracks that that a, a head coach would normally take care of. And you know I, I expect the Raiders to fade you know in that regard down the stretch um, with uh, yeah, with everybody else in the division. I, you know, again, I, I, I think uh, Denver at seven to one. I, I might lay a little money on that, and that, that's mm-hmm. not to be a homer because I don't think Denver's anywhere near a Super Bowl contender. But you know, at seven to one, the odds might just be tasty enough there to, to lay a little bit on Denver. Just I, I think they're strong enough with the defense in the run game. Hey, look uh, again, everyone live in this division right now, Benjamin, for sure, with uh, everyone over five hundred and a lot of division games left as well for all of these teams down the stretch with the NFL. Uh, stacking a lot of these divisional games late this year. Uh, Benjamin Albright with us right now, Denver Broncos insider. Benjamin, one, one last one before we let you go here. With the rest of the slate tomorrow in the league, of course we're seeing upsets left and right with more underdogs than favorites winning outright last week on the card. Is there a game that stands out to you as some, as a game you're going to monitor uh, in uh, in prominence tomorrow? Well, I tell you, that the Titans game, the line seems weird on that one to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I felt like the Titans should be uh, uh, should be laying more than three against the Saints with Trevor Simeon. 
um, whom they are very familiar with. Trevor Simeon was a coach of emergency quarterback last year, uh, spent most of his time in practice playing basketball to stay with nearly quarterbacks. So uh, I've seen Trevor Simeon up close in Denver. That guy's not leading anybody to anything. So, um, I, you know, I, 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 this, looking at the Titans minus three against the Saints, that just that feels real tasty to me. I'm probably going to put some money on that. Right now, uh, the Titans, we'll get to this later, number one consensus play in the Circa Million contest, uh, laying the three in that one. He's Benjamin Albright. You can get him on the tweets at Albright NFL. He covers the Denver Broncos, and uh, it will be on the sidelines tomorrow as well for that game against the Eagles. Benjamin, thank you for being with us tonight. Absolutely, guys. Take care. It's always good to catch up with Benjamin Albright, uh, it, as always, uh, at Albright NFL on the tweets. Adam Burke, uh, we bring you back in here. Just uh, give us a quick update on the last few minutes in college football as it looks like the biggest thing that we're seeing right now is that Arkansas is going to have a chance at the end to at least drive down against LSU to win this thing in regulation. Yeah, we got a Texas touchdown. So they're within seven and Arkansas here. Uh, look, I mean, it, it's been an offensive challenge for both of these teams here so far. So I guess it's kind of understandable that the fourth, fourth quarter has played out the same way. And also, too, uh, the scoring has stopped down in Winston-Salem, which is quite a surprise. Still 31-27, Wake Forest the lead there, about 13 minutes left in the fourth quarter. But, yeah, all eyes on this uh, Arkansas-LSU game. we got a review going on. we got a close, late tie game. Uh, who knows? Maybe we'll get a two-point conversion convention again like we saw with uh, Penn State and Illinois. Are we sure we want that again? Oh, I know we don't want that, <laughs> but we might get it. You know, I was actually at Mandalay Bay doing uh, uh-huh. doing betting across America that week. So I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll run into another one here while I'm live on the Oh air. man. Well we at least will we're gonna go to the NFL next. We'll keep you acclaimed <laughs> if anything happens in the college landscape that is shocking or jarring. By the way, I, I texted our guy Chris Andrews over at the South Point because I know that they always dish a money line regardless of what the line is. They took one bet on Kansas at twenty five to one for ten dollars today. One bet on the money line. The guy's happy. It's a good ten dollar <laughs> sweat. <laughs> Got a chance. Yeah, he went one bet for $10 on Kansas Moneyline today at the South Point. Gotta love that. When we get back, we're going to the NFL here on VEASAN's Bet Center. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.